Welcome to the VU Church Podcast. Are you focused on yourself and feeling stuck? In a culture that tells us to serve ourselves first, serving others feels backwards. The good news, we're not called to do anything that Jesus hasn't done first. He sets the example for us to follow. Today, we learn from Pastor Earl McClellan, who shares the significance of serving others in his message, Work What I Gave You. We find strength in community. This week is Crew Week. Join Avu Crew today to dive deeper into the message and be reminded that you are not walking alone. Sign up today at vuchurch.com slash cruise. Remember, we're not called to be served, but to serve. Let's lean into the message together. I am so excited about today. My name is Earl, and I'm thrilled, honored, excited uh, to be here. I need to give a huge shout out to your amazing pastors. Don't you love Pastors Rich in D.C. so much? How beautiful are they inside and out? And uh, I have the honor, uh, as you may have heard, to be uh, one of the elders of this church, which means I'm really old, I guess, and, uh, but also have the opportunity to serve behind the scenes and, and provide strength and support uh, to your pastors in this church family. And I just got, I, I need you to know, I, I see all the behind the scenes stuff. I ask your pastor all the tough questions, and I want you to know they are individuals of integrity. They love Jesus. They are great, not just up front but they're great behind the scenes. They are trying to lean into God's presence and God's strength. They are not wanting this thing to be about them. They want it to be all about Jesus and serving his kingdom and his fame and his name. You are in a safe place. You're in a healthy church, a church that's about Jesus and about people. So again, whether you're online or at any of our locations, just thank you for being here, being planted, and excited to see what God has in store for the future. I do bring greetings from Dallas, Texas. That's where my wife and I lead, uh, a beautiful church family. And uh, I've got my picture of my family, I think. I got to show you a picture of my family so you know that I'm a legitimate human being. There they are right there. I love them all so much. Now, these, these pants that I'm wearing, keep the picture up. I don't feel comfortable in those pants, okay? I just need you to know that. I, I don't like wearing flowers, okay? I don't like it, but my wife, she laid it on the bed, and whatever she lays on the bed, uh, that is uh, what I wear. I fought hard on this one. I was like, no, honey, come on. Don't do it to a brother. Don't do it. Come on, honey. Come on, honey. She's like, no, they're fresh. They're fresh. You got to I'm like, I don't want to be fresh. I just want, let me just be old, honey. I just want to be old. And she's like, no, no. So as you can see, she won. And I'm glad, I'm glad she did. But my wife and I have been married going to be 25 years in May. It has gone by so fast. Uh, they say black don't crack, and it is true. Uh, you can laugh at that. I'm like, what can I say that? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's Black History Month. It's okay. It's okay. My wife looks so incredibly young. I'm convinced that she has been using drugs uh, when 
When I go to sleep, I think she's just grabbing, I don't know what drugs, but she's doing something because she seems to be going backwards uh, in age. But I love her so very much. She's actually speaking at our church uh, this weekend and is going to, I mean, just hit a home run. I'm, I'm convinced of that. And then we've got our three kids. We've got Parker, who's 17 years old and driving and is just an absolute amazing young man. And then we have Grayson, our 11-year-old, who is wonder in a bottle. We love him so much. And then we have what my wife calls a star on our Christmas tree, our little girl, Elle Grace, who is six years old, about to be seven in May, and so full of life and joy, and without a doubt, runs the house. So I, I don't know who she will marry one day, but I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am very, very sorry. <laughs> she is well-loved uh, in, in, in our house. Uh, but we're going to open up the Bible today. And if you did not bring your Bible, that's okay. We'll put the words on the screen. But I do want to encourage you, bring your Bible with you. When you're sitting at home, go ahead and grab your Bible. Or you got it on your phone. I think that's fully appropriate too. Uh, but we're going to open up the scriptures today. And we're going to walk through some verses, verse by verse by verse, trusting that the word of God is going to speak so clearly to our hearts and all of us are going to be pushed forward in our walk with him. If you like to take notes, here's the title of today's message. Okay, here's the title of today's message. Message: Work what I gave you. Work what I gave you. I just saw that in my head when I had that title. Like, Work <laughs> what I gave you. I hope that doesn't turn into a gif. Work what I gave you. Our team all the time at that church, I'm like, I got to be careful what I do. All of a sudden, there's a text going around with me doing the weirdest things. John chapter 13. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 13. I'm going to begin reading in verse number one. John chapter 13, verse number one. It says, it was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Uh, this passage of scripture here, for those of you who might be a little bit unfamiliar with scripture, that's okay. We all start somewhere, but but want you to know when we come to the Bible, uh, we're not really trying to impose our will on scripture. We're allowing the scripture to speak to us. This is the word of God. That means we can listen. Can listen. Not just read, but listen. Want to listen. And the scripture here is painting a picture for us. There are four gospels. You got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, you got the synoptic gospels. But this third one here, that, that, rather this fourth gospel here, John, he comes from a little different angle. He really focuses his, the portion of his book on like the last moments of Jesus' life. We don't get all the other things from all the other uh, gospels. He really focuses in here on this last week, if you, if you will, of Jesus' life. And, and in chapter 13, uh, we see that the past Passover festival is coming. Now, Jesus was a Jewish man, okay? So he lived with Jewish customs, and this Passover festival would happen over and over and over and over and over again, celebrating something that happened hundreds and hundreds of years earlier when the Jewish people were brought out of uh, Egypt, out of bondage, and they were taken 
from a place of slavery and brought into a place of freedom by this Passover. The angel of death passed over when the blood of the lamb was put on the doorposts and the door frames of their houses. Everyone who had that blood on their house, this angel of death passed over them. And what they are doing is celebrating this moment. Celebrating the Passover. Now, we're not sure if this is like the day of the Passover or the day before the Passover. Deeper people than me can argue about all of that and trying to figure all the nuances there. But what we do know is this is about 24 hours before Jesus is about to go to the cross. So think a movie when the culmination of the movie is about to happen, the final fight is about to happen. Think Avengers, maybe, and it's about to go down, the big fight, or think, I don't know, any rock movie that you might like, and the big fight is about to go down, or those who are really old, you might think Rambo from a really long time ago, and you would say, okay, now the guy is putting the, the face paint on, the girl is putting the face paint on, they've all gone in, they're grabbing their guns, they're filling up their bags, they're getting ready for the final fight. This is Jesus preparing for his final fight. He is about to go to the cross and he has this meal with his disciples. So I want you to see, uh, I want you to feel some of the tension. I want you to feel some of the weight of it. I want you to hear the music building behind uh, this moment, if you will. I want you to see that someone has scored this beautifully and Jesus here comes into this room and he's sitting with his disciples. And now verse number two says, the evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Verse number three, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. Okay, so verse number two, we see that everyone's present, even the one that's going to betray Jesus. So Judas is there and the other 12, the other 11 are there too. So all 12 apostles are in the room including Judas. I like how John puts that little note in there, just letting you know everybody's present here. Everybody's present. And then he makes a very interesting statement. In verse number three, he says, Jesus knew some things. He knew first and foremost that the Father God had put all things under his power. He also knew that he had come from God. He also knew that he was returning to God. Here are three things that Jesus knew. He knew the power that he had. He knew where he was from and he knew where he was going. Do you? He knew the power he had. He knew where he was from and he knew where he was going. Do you? Because if you do not understand these things, then it will not make sense the rest of this passage of scripture. Because Jesus was so secure in the, the authority that God had given him, in the power that God had given him, in the uh, infinite strength that God had given him, because he was so secure in where he was from and where he was going, he was able to do something in the next few verses that are about to, I think, blow our minds a little bit. Because who Jesus is and what he's about to do, it doesn't really make sense to our minds nowadays, but it made total sense to Jesus. 
Ever met somebody that pretends like they're really secure? Don't turn and look at your boyfriend or your girlfriend uh, right now. We're, 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 you know, Pastor Rich has a new book, right? You know, Single and Secure. So maybe you ought to, ought to get it because uh, this, this book here, I, I think, is going to be able to help you uh, get a little bit secure. But have you ever met someone that they, they are acting? They're acting like they have it all together. But you can smell it. You're like, mm, no, no, no. There's a little boy in there. <laughs> There's a little girl in there. You're, you're actually on the inside. You can sense that they're really insecure. And, and we might laugh, but you might feel like that's you. You're posting strength. But on the inside, you're like, nah, I don't really feel like I have it all together. I actually feel like I'm tricking everybody. It's amazing what filters can do. It's amazing what the right lighting can do. It's amazing what the right caption can do. It's amazing what you and I can put into words, but we might not be feeling in our soul. It's amazing what we're able to project to the world, but when it's actual, when in actuality, something different is going on on the inside of us. It is amazing how so many of us are competing and trying to keep up with everyone else around us, and we are projecting, I have it all together, but internally, we're like, dang, I'm missing something. I'm missing something. But Jesus here is not missing anything. He's whole. He's complete. And when you're whole and complete, it gives you permission and authority to speak into people's lives and to do things for people that insecure people cannot do. It gives you uh, uh, an extra pep in your step, if you will, to step into some rooms and to do something or say something that other people would think is crazy, but it's because they don't understand the security with which you're living. See, when you run the company, you don't really have to tell everybody that you run the company. When you are the boss... You don't really have to tell everybody that you're the boss. But when you're not sure about your position, then it's all types of insecurity that can seep into every interaction that you have. Jesus here knew. He was convinced, fully assured of the power that God had given him. Where he was from and where he was going. So verse number four tells us this. So he got up from the meal. He got up. Now you would think when he's about to get up, in our day and age, if you have this power, you know where you're from, you know where you're going, when you get up, you're about to make an announcement about how awesome you are. Hey everybody, you're welcome, I was born. Hey everyone, I'm the man, I'm the woman. Hey everyone, just so you know, there's nobody like me. 
And it would have been fully appropriate for Jesus to do that because surely there was no one like him. It would have been fully appropriate for Jesus to say, hey, I am the way, the truth, and the life, as he had said it, as he had said at other times. But in this particular moment, when he gets up from the table, he is not making some verbal announcement. He is about to do something with his body that is about to be an example for all of us as followers of him. And I'm talking for mothers and fathers, for single people and married people. I'm talking for older people and younger people. I'm talking for those who have known God for a long time and those who are brand new to this thing. He's about to set an example for us that's about to shake the very foundation of how you and I think leaders are supposed to interact in this world. He is about to turn the world upside down and this is the moment he decides to take it. 24 hours before he's going to get on an old rugged cross and give his life for me and for you. 24 hours before he's about to take the sin and the shame and the brokenness and the condemnation nation of all of the world and put it upon himself 24 hours before he's about to say it is finished. Before he does that, he decides to get up from the meal and he does this. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. What? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't do feet. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't do feet. I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm, not get, I'm not getting up in people's toes, okay? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Wait, what? You have all power? You know where you're from? And you know where you're going? So he gets up from the meal and does What? He's so secure, so strong, so powerful, so much the man that he is able to get up from the table, wrap a towel around his waist, pour water into a basin, and begin to wash his disciples' feet. No, 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 no. This is not how I saw this story going. Some of y'all who are new to the Bible, you're like, wait, is this really? Why is this even in the Bible? Why would this be here? We're going to see later. Oh, Jesus tells you why it's here. And it's really, really good why it's here. But I just got to pause. I got to pause for a second. I just got to make sure we take this in, that your Savior and my Savior, the one that Colossians tells us holds the whole world together, this Savior of ours, this beautiful, glorious, powerful Savior washes his disciples' feet. Do you know the Gospel of Luke tells us that when they were coming to this meal, that the disciples were arguing amongst themselves who was the greatest? They're on their way to the meal like, no, no, man, he likes me more than he likes you. I hear my kids doing this all the time. I hear them, no, daddy told me he, I'm his favorite. No, daddy told me I'm his favorite. Little do they know, I told all of them that they are my favorite. But I really do have a favorite. 
It's my wife. It's my wife. That's, that's who my actual favorite is. And I tell my kids that too. I said, just so you know, I like your mother more than you. Because they're going to leave one day and I'm going to be with my wife. So I need to make sure she knows she's my priority because I'm kicking all of them out the house. He gets up from the table and starts washing the disciples' feet. Now, I know uh, we have an image in our brain of like the Last Supper, Da Vinci, you know, like all the disciples are sitting there around the table. I think that's who did that. Uh, That's not what it looked like. And everybody's European in that picture too, just so you know. That's not an accurate depiction, y'all. He's from the Middle East. So, <laughs> so, so they're not actually sitting at a table. Uh, follow me, camera. <laughs> I don't know if I could. They're actually, they're actually laying like this. There would be like a, a U-shaped table all the way around. And the table would just be about, I mean, just coffee table high, maybe. They'd be on one arm, and their feet would be positioned away from the table because the feet were so dirty. There were no Air Force Ones. There's no red-bottom heels. No Vans. Their feet are dirty. So their feet are away from the table. And now the one that they believe is the Messiah, the coming king, the one who is all-powerful and is about to get Rome off of their neck, gets up from the table. What's he doing? What's he going to go do? What's he going to go do? What's he going to go do? He grabs a towel, grabs water, and he starts washing their feet. He came to Simon Peter, verse number six, who said to him, Lord... Nah, dog. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Yeah. You are not going to wash my feet. You can't do this. You cannot do this. You cannot do this. Why can he not do this? Because it was the lowest servants in the house that washed feet. It was not messiahs that washed feet. It was not rabbis that washed feet. It was not teachers that washed feet. It was the lowest servants that washed feet. So why in the world would the one that I've been following try to wash my feet? No, you cannot wash my feet. I cannot let you do this. And this is where a lot of us live sometimes. We're like, no, no, uh, Jesus, you cannot do this. I cannot let you. You cannot pour that type of grace on me. You cannot pour that type of love into me. You cannot pour that type of kindness into me. No, 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 Jesus, I don't deserve it. And Jesus is not giving it to you because you deserve it. He's giving it to you because he's good. That's why he's giving it to you. So you and I going, no, 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 no. I don't deserve it. It's the same thing that Peter tried to do. And any time you start talking about people washing feet, there's always conflict. Because some of y'all right now are thinking, oh, no, I'm not washing anybody's feet. I ain't getting walked on. I ain't allowing nobody to take, take advantage of me. Oh, no, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. I've been taking advantage of enough in my life. No, sir. No, king. No, we are not doing that today. You got, you got all these different things going through your brain. And listen, you can try to live a garden life and people still try to take advantage of you. 
You can live with a hard heart and people will still people will still disrespect you. You can live in some prison that you create for yourself and people will still disrespect you. I'm not talking about what they do. I'm talking about what you do. I'm talking about the spirit with which you lead. I'm talking about the spirit with which you live. I'm talking about how God has called you and set you apart for such a time as this. And I'm telling you, I was working on this message and God dropped this in my heart for this beautiful church family that y'all are leaders and you have been called for such a time as this to be who God has called you to be. And I'm not asking you to live like the world, talk like the world, act like the world, and serve like the world. I've been called here for this weekend to let you know to live and work and love and serve like Jesus. We don't live according to the pattern of this world. We live according to the pattern of our Savior. So I know everybody else out there are haters. But for us, we're going the way of Jesus. Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Can I just pause for a quick second on that one? There are some things that God is doing in your life right now that you don't understand right now. And it's not meant for you to understand right now. There are some things right now that are going on in your life that are confusing. It might be a doctor's report. It might be a breakup. It might be some frustration at your job. It might be some anxiety that you are dealing with. It might be a weight that's on your shoulders. It might be something going on in your family. And I just need you to understand that sometimes Jesus allows some things to go on in our life at a particular moment that we will not understand now, but it's going to make a whole lot of sense later. And for some of you, God right now is giving you strength that you don't know you're going to need for a season you have yet to come into. Right now, he is building up your spiritual muscles for something that you don't know you're going to have to believe God for in the future. Right now, he is getting you ready internally, spiritually. He is flexing you. He is working on your core on the inside. All the difficulty that's going on around you right now, you're like, God, I don't understand. You won't understand right now, but you will understand a little bit later. I am working and conforming my power and my image and my glory on the inside of you so that you can be my hands and my feet in a generation that you did not even know in a time where you thought you might be silent you're going to find yourself standing you do not realize now what I am doing later you're going to realize uh, no no said Peter no 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 you shall never wash my feet and Jesus said unless I wash you you have no part with me unless I wash you you have no part with me. So Peter's response is like, oh. Watch this. I like him. I like him. He's bipolar. Watch this. Watch this. He's like, <laughs> no, no jokes on that either. If you're struggling with that, just, you know, we love you. Take your medication. Do the stuff you got to do. You know, nowadays you got everything can trigger somebody. It's like, no, no, no. Hey, listen, I love you. We love you. Uh, <laughs> he goes the opposite direction. Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, shoot. Go ahead. Get my hands, get my head. Don't just get where I'm going, get what I do. 
Don't just get what I do, get how I think. Don't, I want you, I want you to touch all of me. I don't want to think the way I was thinking. I don't want to do what I was just, what I used to do. And I don't want to keep on going where I used to go. Just go ahead and touch me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Go ahead and cleanse me all the way through. I want to be washed all the way. Wash me of the secret stuff. Wash me of the stuff people don't know that I'm battling with. Wash me of the things that I'm struggling with when nobody is watching. Wash, wash me of the stuff that I'm in agony over. Wash me of the things that I keep feeling like, like my family has been in this pit for so long and I'm concerned that I'm going to repeat the same pattern of my parents. Wash me of that fear. Wash me of that shame. Wash me of my past. Wash me of my insecurities. Wash me. Don't just do a little. Shoot. Get all of me, Jesus. Get all of me. Okay, so, so he, uh, um, let me see, let me see, let me see. Just get with me. Oh, go with me to verse 11, verse 11, okay? I'm going to honor the time. For he knew, for he knew who was going to betray him and that was why he said not every one of you was clean. Because remember, Judas is there. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes. Okay, wait, wait, let, 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 me, let me pause, let me pause, let me pause. Okay, okay. He, he's there and he washes everybody's feet. He washes, he washes everybody's feet. He washes everybody's feet. He washes everybody's feet. I'm like, wait, why would he wash everybody's feet? Because Judas is there. Why would he wash Judas's feet? Judas is the one that's going to betray him. Why would he wash Judas's feet? Wouldn't he just skip Judas? <laughs> you would. Come on, can we just be honest here? Like all of your bridesmaids are like, oh, I'm getting married. All my bridesmaids, I love them. But you know this one bridesmaid is going to be the one that's going to try to holler at your man one day? Come on, come on, right? You're, you're not washing her feet. The, the, your, your, your boy that, that, that tries to cheat, with, uh, cheat on uh, with your girl, He's texting her at night, DMing her. You're not washing his feet. Come on, y'all. Don't, don't, don't look at me like, oh, no, no, not me. No, no, I'm so Christ-like. I'm so like Jesus. I, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. If you know they're going to stab you in the back, if you know that they're coming at you, if you know they're going to disrespect you, I'm skipping that one. But Jesus doesn't skip Judas. And I'm glad he doesn't. I'm glad he doesn't skip Judas. Because since he didn't skip Judas, that means he won't skip me.
I don't want to get emotional here, but if he doesn't skip Judas, that means he doesn't skip me and he doesn't skip you. He doesn't skip you if you're from the UK or if you're incarcerated or if you're married or if you're single or if you're black or if you're Latino or if you're white or if you're Asian or if you have a record or if you have a felony or if you've been abused or you've been the abuser or you've been forgotten or you've forgotten someone else. He does not skip anybody. So I pray with confidence, not because I'm perfect, but because I know his grace is perfect. I, I pray with hope and with passion and, and I worship with abandonment and joy, not because I do everything right all the time, but because I know his mercy is amazing and unending. And, and since it didn't skip Judas and didn't skip Peter, that means it won't skip, it won't, it won't skip me. Verse 12, he says, do you understand what I've done for you? Oh, man. Do you understand what I've done for you? Do you understand what I've done for you? Do you want, host, do me a favor, host, go, go around, give, give, give my towels, give my towels, host, pass, pass on my, pass on my towels. Everybody's getting one of these. Again, you get one of these. Pass them out, host. Good job, good job. Uh, if you're at home, go grab one. Go, go grab one. Get up real quick. Yeah, get up real quick. Go, we'll wait for you. Go, go. Look at the towel. You on a jog right now? Just grab, grab, grab your towel. Grab your towel. Grab your towel. Grab your towel. Yeah, get your towel. Get your towel. Come on, get your, get your towel. Get your towel. In this room right now, we need one of these anyway, just so we know, right? Got me up here sweating like I'm Bishop Jakes or something. Huh? Get ready, get ready, get ready. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> that was a terrible Bishop Jakes impersonation, by the way. He does not throw his cheeks around like that. <laughs> get, your, get your towel. You get your towel. Okay, do you understand? Watch this. Look at, look at this. Look at this. Do you understand? Verse number 12. Do you understand? Do you understand what I have done for you? Do you understand what I have done for you? Wave your towel a little bit. Wave your towel a little bit. Do you understand? Come on. Do you understand what I have done for you? Do you understand what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord and rightly so. Come on. You call me teacher and Lord for rightly so, but that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and your teacher, have washed your feet. Wait, wait, wait. You should, you also should you also should, no, this can't be in the Bible. You also should, let me skip this part. No, no, you can't skip it. You also should wash one another? Wait, no, no, I don't want a towel, Jesus. Give me a throne. <laughs> I want a throne, Jesus. No, Jesus is like, no, no, grab. You got to grab this. This is what I want you doing with each other. And in the day and age that we live in, where everyone's trying to, everyone's trying to point out the dirt that's on people, Jesus says, I want my people to be a people that don't just point out the dirt, but are willing to get in there with the dirt and wash the dirt off of the people. That's what I want my people to do. 
I don't want my people just going, look how dirty you are. Look how nasty you are. Look how gross you are. I, matter of fact, we're the ones that say, I see your grossness. I see your nastiness. So let me go ahead and serve my city. Let me go ahead and get in there and let me get down on my hands and knees if I need to. And I'm willing to get up in your dirt and in your mess to remind you that this is what Jesus did for me. And if you forget what Jesus did for your nasty feet, then it's easy to judge other people's nasty feet. But if you can remember what he did for you and for me in our filth, in our pornography, in our loss, in our lies, in our betrayal, in our disgusting lifestyles, then he will give you the grace and the strength you need to go to some people. Say, oh, oh, oh I, I've been there. You're trying to cover that up. I already lived through that. I got a towel for that. I got, I got a towel for that. I, I didn't think I could be clean. I didn't think I could be washed. I didn't think I could be cleansed. But, but there's, there's, there's a towel for that. Oh, I, I, I can get in there. On that, so he says, I like it, I like it. He says it. He says, wait, wait, where am I at? Where am I at? Verse number, verse number 14. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. You should do as I have done for you. You should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. And here's verse 17. Now that, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Oh, I want to be blessed, Lord. I want to be blessed, Lord. I want to be bl Bless me on my job. Bless me in my family. Bless me in my relationships. Oh, I, I got a path for you. I got a path for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I got a path for you. So I see it. I see it in my head. I see it in my head. I see it in my head. I see husbands. I see husbands going home taking the position of a servant and washing his wife's feet. That's what I see. I, I, saw, I saw it in my head before I ever got here to Vu. I saw it in my head. I saw wives. I saw wives. I saw wives going to their husbands and being willing to grab a towel and wash the feet of their husbands. I saw it in my head. I saw roommates. I saw roommates grabbing towels. And there's been a lot of anxiety and a lot of dis dysfunction, a lot of disunity. I saw you grabbing towels and going, why are we allowing this to get between us? No wonder there's no blessing over this house the way we want it to be on. We're not trying to, we're not trying to serve each other. We're trying to be served. 
served. I need, I need you to understand that Jesus here paints a very clear picture for us. If you want to be blessed, if you want to enter into another level of blessing, if you want favor to be all over your life, it is not just about you giving your money, and I think that's good, and it's not just about you praying, and it's not just about you worshiping, and all of that is good, but if you're willing not just to have this right with God, but also to get things right with each other, to be willing to wash somebody else's feet. This is the unity that the world is crying out for. This is what the world has not seen yet. And unfortunately, the church too many times, we've been the ones that have been judging feet instead of washing feet. But I'm so glad Voo Church is not that kind of church. I'm so glad Voo Church is the kind of church that says, oh no, I was lost and now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. So let me with humility and with strength wash somebody else's feet. I see it. I see it. I see it. I have never seen a divorce happen when both the husband and the wife had a towel in their hand. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I have seen husbands and wives fighting and trying to explain their position and going back and forth with each other. I have seen that, but I have not seen yet. I have not, maybe it's happened. But I have not seen a husband and a wife who are on their knees trying to wash each other's feet and their marriage falls apart. You're trying to figure out how you're going to have the type of relationship you want to have. Matter of fact, you want, should I date this guy? Should I date this guy? Should I date this girl? Do they have a towel in their hand? They got, do, do they have a towel? If they don't have a towel, wait for them to get a towel. I'm glad you think I'm fine. I'm glad you think I'm fine. Get a towel. Get it. Get, get a towel. I don't know how you need to contextualize this for your life. Obviously, some of us may be in some terrible positions of abuse, and this is not what I am talking about here, obviously. So you got to have to have some great counsel around you. You need to have, you need to be in a VU crew to have some friends in your life that you can talk to to say, hey, help me understand this for my life. But I also want to say, coming out of COVID and craziness, some of us have put our towel away. And now it's like just us and our Bible and us and our worship and us and our walk with God. And I'm telling you that the blessing that God has for you, it is not just released when you are having your own time with God. It is released 
when your time with God is connected with the people of God. So some of us, it's time to go back to growth track. Some of us, it's time to finish growth track. Some of us, it's time to get back on the team. Some of us, it's time to stop watching at home and come into the room. Some of us, it's time to stop just praying prayers about ourselves and start praying prayers about his kingdom, his glory, his fame, his name. As a matter of fact, let me pray over you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would pour your spirit out on this amazing church family. And I pray for life and power and strength and vision and hope to rise up inside of each and every man and woman. Father, whether they're behind bars or they're a CEO, God, whether they're a student, whether they're married or single, I ask for your presence and your power to move in might. I pray that you would shift our minds. I pray that you would shift our hearts. And I pray that your word would come alive on the inside of us. God, we're praying less of us and more of you. May we decrease and you increase. This is not about us. It's about you. It's about your fame, your name, your glory. So let your kingdom come and let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. At VU, we believe we weren't meant to do life alone. We've been created with a unique purpose and designed to live in relationship with Jesus. If you've never surrendered your life to Him, we want to create an opportunity for you to do so today. If you want to say yes to Jesus, would you pray this with me? Dear Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I trust you with my past. I ask that you guide me in my present. And I even place my future in your hands. I'm yours, Lord, now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made the decision to follow Jesus today, we want to partner with you in the next steps of your faith journey. Go to voochurch.com slash online. We love you.